When life happens, plans need to change. Shaping Change, hosted by certified financial planner Ross Marino, is dedicated to helping financial advisors better serve their clients when life takes those unexpected turns. Today, we are once again Shaping Change with Ashley Kwame. Ashley is a licensed marriage and family therapist and the founder of BAM Financial Consultants, where she helps financial planners like me understand what people think, how they feel, and how that drives financial decisions. Once again, welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me. All right. The first session was great. We just recorded it a little while ago. Now we're on to our second topic that we're going to talk about. And I'm excited because you actually sent me an email and said, hey, here's four different things I could talk about. What do you want to talk about? And I think I just said yes to all four. So this is part two of a four-party that we're doing. What are we going to talk about today? I thought it would be fun um, to dive into how parents can talk to their adult children about estate planning. It's a topic or a question that I get asked a lot. Uh, so I thought that might be fun for us to maybe dive into. It, it's going to come up regularly trying to figure out what to say, when to say it, how you should go about it. I know we're going to dive into a lot of that today. So um, how about we start with the why? Because that's always going to be the most important. That's the motivation. Why should parents talk with their adult children about their estate plans? We've all heard, uh, especially if you're a parent yourself, that the job of being a parent is never done. Uh, I think that's a, a very common expression that we hear. And, you know, when our kids fly the nest at hopefully 18, maybe 25, maybe 30, but eventually when they go to leave the nest, oftentimes parents think that their job or role as being a parent is maybe done more or less. When it comes to estate planning, though, your job as a parent is not done. So the why, in terms of why it's important to do this or why should parents talk to their kids about it, is that it's really just an extension of taking care of your children. Um, certainly, it's a way to take care of yourself and maybe your spouse, but it's also a way to ensure uh, that your children are taken care of as well. And what's the risk if they don't do this? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I hear uh, parents talk about often that they worry about burdening their children and talking about it. And understandably so. Typically, when we hear the word estate planning, there's you know some uncomfortable maybe feelings that come up or associations right with mortality. So I think that oftentimes there's this hesitancy to talk about it because they don't want to burden their children. The ironic piece though is that by not talking about it, you're actually creating more stress for your adult children. I'll tell you a quick story. Years ago, my dad, uh, I was on the phone with him and I was at my clinical office at the time. And we were talking about, um, you know, some health related things uh, that pertain to him. Uh, and even though he's quite healthy, it started triggering that thought in my mind of my father's mortality, right? Um, and obviously, as a daughter who has a great relationship with her father, that's uncomfortable. So naturally, I go into this planning mode. That's a way that, you know, I start to um, make myself feel better. What's the plan? What's the plan? So 
fast forward through this conversation, I'm asking my dad, what is the plan? And he has none. Um, And I became really frustrated and actually more than frustrated. I think for the first time ever, um, I said some expletives to my father that now I'm like, oh gosh, I cannot believe I said that to my dad. But it came from such a deeply emotional place of worrying about how am I going to take care of my my parents, my father. They don't have a plan. And if they don't have a plan, then what am I supposed to do? So it created a lot of stress for me as an adult child. And I know that I'm not alone in that. Other adult children, they'll come in and talk to me about worrying about what's going to happen with their parents. They have no clue. They don't talk about money. They don't talk about estate planning. They don't talk about assets, long-term care. So the risk, you know, not talking about it is that you actually burden your children a lot more and create more unnecessary, really, anxiety there for them. I've certainly noticed uh, it's a generational thing, I think, with some of them where there's a generation where they just wouldn't talk about money. I mean, yeah. I mean, period, where the kids are completely in the dark. I don't think that's as much the case now. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a financial planner. I want to talk about it more. Uh, I love interviewing you because you know the financial planning industry well because you're married to a financial planner. I am, yes. Which, yes. of course, gives you extra insight on it. So I'm sure money is spoken about a lot at your house as it is as mine. So I, I think professionally that may influence that. But generationally, I, I think it's different as well. Are you seeing that with some people who are a little bit older that it's just not talked about, period? It is. And there's a hesitancy there. Um, some of it really comes in just not knowing how. And I think that is where working with a financial advisor, maybe even working with an attorney, certainly a financial therapist can really be helpful in giving you the script or the knowledge or the practice on how to talk about it with your adult children. So I think the how oftentimes is what keeps them stuck. Um, On top of it, just being uncomfortable, uh, especially if maybe perhaps older, uh, older generation, maybe if you don't have a healthy, uh, or maybe healthy is not the best word, but if you're have some discomfort around your own mortality. And so if you have discomfort around your own mortality and talking about it, then talking about it with your children is certainly going to be difficult as well. Would you say there is an ideal time to have the conversation other than the obvious cliche was the best time was yesterday, but uh, if you haven't done it, today's probably really good as well. But is there really an ideal time to, to bring this up? You know, ideal time, I would say, you know, apart from maybe the cliches of yesterday or now, um, you know, maybe not really. I think the framework here maybe to think about is that this isn't a one-time conversation. It's an it's a series of maybe small conversations, maybe medium size, maybe larger, but it's not a one-time conversation. And I think that when parents can get over that initial hurdle, sometimes starting is the hardest part. Uh, and when they can get over kind of that initial hurdle, then future conversations can be a lot easier easier. But, you know, for starting out, if you're really struggling, you and your spouse are struggling, you know, with it, an ideal time might be, you know, when, I don't know, things are a little bit lighter. Uh, You know, we certainly don't want to wait until something terrible is happening, although that's a necessary time, but it could be, uh, you know, when something, the mood is lighter. If you're, 
you know, up to doing it during family time or holiday time, like go for it. You know your family better than anyone. But I would say just pick a designated point in time uh, in the relative near future and just start having that conversation. Um, Starting that conversation might just look like, hey, Susie, hey, Joe, I just want you to know that in the event that something ever happens to me or your father, that we have you know, things in place, a plan in place that will help guide you guys in knowing how to or what to do with our estate. And beyond that, we have a trusted person. We work with Ross and he has really helped us. He would be your go-to person in the event that something were to happen. That's a really basic way of just starting the conversation. And, you know, if that is difficult working with someone like you, Ross, or working with someone like me, can do some coaching around how to start that. You know, and I I think about where that conversation would go, where if a parent or parents share that with a child or with children, there's a broad range of reactions that could happen where the kids may start worrying. Then you have to decide how much, how much do we share? And and as you were saying that, uh, I of course try to stay focused, but typical ADD guy, I went off to, it was actually your coffee cup. So uh, anybody who's done a Zoom meeting with me has seen Think, Feel, and Do multiple times. And when I ask people what they're thinking or how they're feeling, and then just try to listen it's amazing what some people say compared to what was in my head where I think, oh, I wasn't expecting that or I I didn't realize that was going to be something they were thinking about. And as soon as you said that about going into this conversation, that's what made me think, you have no idea how the kids are going to respond. So you may have certain expectations, but some of them may say, this is great. I was thinking about it. Another one may say, uh, they start panicking. Is there a health issue? I mean, how broad can the reactions be in that? They can be really broad. And so you know your children better than anyone. And so if you have adult children who perhaps would have differing reactions on a on a spectrum or a range there, then it's okay to have and share maybe different information uh, or at different times and different paces. Now, you need to be careful that if they're close siblings and they're going to be talking that they might be sharing, sharing that, but you know your children. And so if you have a child who is a warrior and would ask you a thousand questions, then you need to be prepared on how you want to answer those questions. Um, Having a plan before you go into a conversation is really important. So if you're not clear on your own estate plan, if you don't have things kind of worked out, it's not really ideal then to go and start having this conversation with your children. Um, And some of that is because of what you just said. If they're going to ask a lot of questions and you don't have answers, that can be really unsettling to them. So know what you're going to say, know what you're going to say to each child and be prepared that they may have their own emotions around it. And that's okay. They can hopefully hopefully in time. And if the relationship is um, healthy enough uh, that their emotions would settle down and eventually start to take comfort in knowing that you have a plan of action in place. Often when people share these conversations with me, what, what I'll hear is 
there may be one child that is local and another that may be farther away. And they start talking about maybe delegation of duty, especially if there's any healthcare concern. What are some tips or maybe perspective on how to work with multiple children that may live in different locations and have different uh, expectations of how this should go? So in an ideal family situation where let's just say all members in the family system have a healthy relationship with one another, right? That's, you know, <laughs> ideal. So <That> let's say, <laughs> let's say that's the case. Um, <laughs> I think that it is important to really bring in the adult children and be collaborative with that conversation. Um, and especially when you're talking about divvying, divvying up maybe physical duties uh, around what that might look like, then you need to know and have their buy-in uh, with that. Um, the child that might live locally may not be the reliable one that you want having um, and participating in more of kind of the physical uh, load of things. And so if that's the case, then having that conversation early on is important instead of assumptions not being made. You know, adult children... Uh, not that parents think that we're not smart or that we don't think about it, but we're already thinking about those things, especially as, you know, we start entering into 30s, late 30s, like 40s, like you're starting to think about that. What is that going to look like with my parents? Am I going to be able to have that time and space? Would I want to be there? They're already thinking about it. And so being just open and transparent and having that conversation early on or starting to have one of many conversations early on can really help to um, bridge the gap between any assumptions and maybe potentially the reality. Uh, but it can also bring a family closer together uh, too. I know that might sound kind of strange, but talking about that can really bring a family closer together uh, just in knowing, hey, like we can all take care of each other. Uh, we have a plan uh, in place and more or less, we know what we're doing. Well, I appreciate those comments. It's certainly conversations we've had and we will continue to have as financial planners. And really, a, a lot of what we do is just to prompt people. We want to prompt those conversations. And uh, eventually, it's going to be talked about in most families. Maybe it's because of a health diagnosis or because of something happened, something happened. But really, we'd rather do it when when life is peaceful and everybody has their faculties and you're not forced or rushing to go get to an attorney to try to figure things out. So I think these are great tips. Love the conversation. As always, appreciate you having on the show, Ashley. Thanks, Ross. Thank you for listening to Shaping Change with Ross Marino. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results. 